0: This week in tech, now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro.
1: This week, we're focusing on advances in medical technology from personal tech that can help detect changes in your heart rhythm to a 3D printed device being used at one of the nation's premier hospitals to help keep people with severely damaged lungs alive. We'll also hear about advances in heart surgery and a robotic exoskeleton that can help people who are paralyzed walk again. All this and more coming up. This year's Consumer Electronics Show is history, but all the exciting new gadgets showcased there could be making our lives easier and maybe even a little healthier for years to come. CBS News technology consultant Larry Maggot.
2: For years, we've talked about fitness technology, things like Fitbit, but it's going beyond fit fitness and going into health. It's going into diagnostics. I firmly believe that we will be at a point, probably by the end of this decade, where most conditions can be diagnosed by the Person without having to go to a medical facility will still need doctors, but uh, you know, wristbands that check your EKG. So, for example, Omron, which is a blood pressure monitor, if you've probably seen those in drugstores, they now have a blood pressure monitor which also does an EKG. So, you can do both your blood pressure and do your own EKG. And until about a year ago, You needed to go to a medical facility to get EKG. Now you can do it at home, and there's also another device for $99 called Mobile that does the same, or you can buy an Apple Watch that does this very vital heart check.
1: Well, that sounded intriguing. So we asked Dr. Amir Krishnaswamy, who is the section head of the Interventional Cardiology Division at the Cleveland Clinic, for his opinion on using personal tech devices to diagnose heart problems.
2: They can be helpful, certainly for Patients who have a known heart rhythm abnormality to wear a watch or some other kind of rhythm monitoring device can oftentimes be helpful if they feel poorly or feel some extra heartbeat. That, That could be a signal if it shows up on their watch to say, hey, maybe I need a little bit more evaluation. Sometimes what is shown on the rhythm monitoring device itself may be enough to make a diagnosis. Sometimes it may just make a suggestion and the patient really needs a evaluation with an EKG or an electrocardiogram to make a more formal diagnosis. But most of the manufacturers out there are getting better and better with the ability of these devices to make good diagnoses and be helpful for patients.
1: Okay, excellent. So even if that was somebody that I had never known or gotten any kind of diagnosis that I had a heart problem, but I was starting to feel a little bit weird, and I put one of these on. Would it give me a clue as to when it might be good for me to go to a doctor?
2: I don't think it's a good idea for the general public to try to figure out how to make their own cardiac diagnoses, and if they feel weird to delay visiting a physician or a nurse practitioner, a PA in the hope that they'll pick up something on an watch or something of that nature. So I think all of these technologies should be considered under the auspices of formal medical care.
1: Now we move from diagnosis to treatment.
2: 10 or 12 years ago, people that had an aortic valve problem had to have open heart surgery to have it fixed. And at this point, what we're able to do for most patients is to simply replace the valve by putting a catheter through the artery at the top of the right side. And through that catheter, we pass a new valve. Patients are awake while we do this, and they go home the next day. And so because of the major advances that were made in catheter-based technology to replace the aortic valve, we've learned a lot of things from that. And we're now able to work on some of the other valves. Similarly, with catheter-based solutions and not have people go through open-heart surgery. So the really exciting things over the next year or two are going to be technologies to either repair or replace the mitral valve and the tricuspid valve. The mitral valve basically sits between the lungs and the heart. So blood comes in from the lungs, goes to the heart through the mitral valve, and then the heart sends the blood out to the body to circulate. In many patients, that mitral valve, for various different reasons, can become leaky uh, or regurgitant, as we say. And if that happens, when the heart is trying to push blood out to the body, it'll just end up pushing a lot of blood back toward the lungs, and that can make people feel poorly, feel short of breath, feel tired, and so forth. So there are a few different technologies that are currently in various parts of clinical trials where we can either repair or replace the mitral valve, again, through catheters that are placed either through the vein at the top of the right leg, or in some cases, even through the tip of the heart at the chest, and that is really, I think, an important place where percutaneous cardiac technologies are gonna provide an important treatment option for patients who either may not be able to go through open heart surgery, or for whom open heart surgery may simply be too great a risk either for the procedure or the recovery. There is one device that currently FDA approved called the MitraClip, which is a device that we use quite often here at Cleveland Clinic, but different people's hearts can fail in different ways. And so to have the opportunity to use multiple different devices is going to be important to broaden the treatment to a larger group of patients.
1: But there's more. The Cleveland Clinic recently announced that for the first time ever anywhere, they're using some new 3D printed medical devices that can help people with serious breathing problems. Dr. Thomas Gilday is in charge of the bronchoscopy section in their respiratory institute.
0: What's different about this is that it's a stent, a silicone stent, that we make specific for patients based on their CAT scan. So as opposed to ordering and placing a stent that's made by a manufacturer that comes in a fixed number of sizes and shapes, with this new device, I could use the patient's CAT scan as a base model to generate a three-dimensional prescription to treat exactly what I want to treat. Now. That's unique in that it's the current stents only come in, like I said, a fixed number of sizes and shapes. And so in this case, I could make a branched Y stent and fit it in exactly where it needs to go based on the, the patient's own anatomy.
1: Can you explain what a Y stent is and what kind of patient might need it, what kind of illness they might have that you would use it for, and then how it works? Sure. So a Y stent is a
0: a stent that simply describes the shape. So the shape of the stent has a central branch and then it has two uh, additional branches and it looks like a Y. There are existing Y stents that go in the trachea and each mainstem bronchus now. The stent that we've developed is not only for the trachea and the bilateral mainstem bronchi, but it can also be used down in the main airways into the lobar bronchi. This stent is typically used in patients with complex airway disease such that an off-the-shelf stent would not fit in some numbers of diseases. In the stents that we used in the early clinical work were complex benign airway conditions related to inflammatory lung conditions like Wegener's granulomatosis. We've used it or similar products in patients with lung transplant, and we've used it in a patient who had a history of lung cancer with radiation a long time ago but the airway was so distorted from the radiation therapy that we had to use this kind of device as opposed to a, a device that you could buy off the shelf.
1: So for somebody out there who doesn't understand what a stent is and why you use it, can you explain? Sure. So a stent is
0: a device that's used to hold open an airway. So it, most people are familiar with cardiac stents, where people that have stents put in their coronary arteries. There are similar stents used in the lung, uh, and these stents in the lung to be made of similar materials, but the ones that we used are made of medical grade silicone, such that they have a good interaction with the body. And so they're mainly used to hold open diseased airways so that people can breathe better.
1: So the idea that you're going to be making a custom stent through the 3D printer, is this the future then for medical devices that they'd be custom made? I think that the,
0: the technical word is patient specific. There are ways to order custom made devices from manufacturers now. But this is, the, the right word is patient specific and that I use the patient's own CAT scan to make the device that fits for their disease. There is hope that this can be used for a number of different diseases. Some of the early work with the team was based on orthopedic surgery, but plenty of places where patients may need an implant designed specifically for them. And I should hope that that is something that we could achieve going forward with other medical education.
1: Also at the Cleveland Clinic, they're studying a new robotic exoskeleton to help people with multiple sclerosis. The interactive device is programmed to each person who uses it. It has braces which support the lower body and carry the user, plus motors that are triggered by sensors to lift their legs. 56-year-old Kathy Miska of Strongsville, Ohio, says the device is helping her body compensate for the signals from her brain that have been disrupted by MS. When I would get out of the exoskeleton, I just noticed that I would have a little bit more automatic uh, response with my leg. And um, that was very encouraging. And that's it for now. Remember, if you have any questions or suggestions for future shows, please go to our website, wakr.net, and scroll down to the questions and comments section below the latest edition of this program. I'm Gene Destro. See you next week.
0: That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for
1: more tech news and find more online at wakr.net.